Coffee? Coffee. Oh, look at that. Yee! That looks so smooth. French press coffee. First sip. Mm. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our podcast, All Things Gray. We're the Grays. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Episode four. Yeah. Look at Week us. Week four. Look at us doing, uh, doing the dang thing. Doing the thing. Doing the commitment thing. Got a mellow hair on my mug. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so we're staying committed, uh, we're staying consistent, so uh, welcome to episode four of All, All Things, Things Gray. Gray, and uh, what are we talking about today? So we thought it'd be fun to do a little Q&A uh, episode, so we had some people submit some questions, and we're just going to go through them real quick. Thank you for everyone who has uh, engaged submitted. and submitted some questions. Um, it's funny, because we've got you know a couple thousand followers across all of our platforms, and we don't get a whole lot of engagement. So for those of you who that, that engage, yes, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and for those of you who are wanting to have some questions answered on the show, just you can always engage. Message us. And if there's a topic you want us to talk about, also, also DM us. Message us. Message yeah. us. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get right into okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> so fun questions, serious questions, a little bit of both. Starting awesome. off with a fun one. Okay. First question is, what would your last meal be? So, like, if we were to go out with a bang and die happily with a full belly. Uh, my last meal would be, and don't laugh, fried chicken. <laughs> I said don't laugh. Sorry. <laughs> fried chicken, mashed potatoes, your Ooh, mashed potatoes. Make some mean taters. Some broccoli, some, like, real good steamed up broccoli. And a uh, some sort of whiskey on the rocks. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. I hate to think of it as like your dying meal, but that sounds really good. Goodness gracious, I'd go out with a bang with that. Mm, Yeah, so as you were describing yours, I changed mine at least four (laughs) times because I'm like, wow, that sounds good too. Um, I was initially going to say, I think I'm going to say a smorgasbord because I don't like to commit to one type of food. Um, I love me a good steak. And I love some taters as well, but I also, within the last year and a half, which sounds funny because you also don't laugh, I've been getting more into Asian cuisine since (laughs) we've lived here in Wilmington because I just grew up with like the American Chinese food, but then I've been like exploring like authentic Asian foods and man, they just eat like lean meat and like all these vegetables and it's so good. So that's a good one. That was what that with your steak on the grill or my steak on the smoker. Yeah. We started smoking Uh, steaks. Boy, let me tell you. That's adulthood. That's adulthood. You start smoking meat, you're an adult. Mm. Huzzah. <laughs> That's a good question. Thank yeah. you for ever asking that question. That made me hungry at nine in the morning <laughs> for steak. <laughs> okay, number two is what is our favorite part of making music as a couple? You can go first this time. My favorite part of making music with CJ is... um. I think because he's like my favorite person and I love doing everything with him that we get to do that together. And that's like a big passion for us. And so we get to, I don't know, like he's the person I always want to tell like everything to like the first thing, like the first person to tell anything. And so it's cool and we can make it into like music. And I like seeing him grow. Like he said a year and a half ago, he's like, I'm not a good guitar player. I really want to get better. And I've like watched him progress so quickly and like put his head down and get those things done. 
and we just challenge each other really well. And then like our onstage chemistry is really good and it's just fun. Like it's just fun making like core memories with my best friend. I love that. I, um, thank you by the way. That was a very sweet compliment. Um, I always, I always like saying that you're my favorite coworker. Yeah. Like we do pretty much everything together. And at one point we both worked at the same like corporate job together, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Cause everyone's like, how the heck do y'all do this marriage band? Like our side hustles were actual work. Like we did everything yeah. together. And, um, I think my favorite part of making music with you is pretty much right with yours. Like seeing your growth over the last two years, and I know you still beat yourself up a lot, but like, <laughs> I wish you could see like where you came from, where you are now, and yeah. I can see in your eyes where you want to go. So it's like, that's my favorite part. Cause this was like a dream for me. And when we met, I wasn't sure if this is something she wanted to, to pursue. I didn't know if this is something she wanted to do. And um, so I was just like, listen, this is kind of something that I've been wanting to do. This is something that I've always been a part of. Um, and I'm really wanting to give it a good go. And she's like, I'm in. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. all right, like, let's do this. And playing shows together, like playing in Magnolia and just looking to my so right cool. and seeing my wife dancing on stage and she's not <laughs> an extroverted person. Like she doesn't do that stuff. Everyone will say anyone who comes to a show, they'll be like, I've never known that side of Cassie. And that's my favorite thing to hear because like the live at Ted show that we did here in town, mm-hmm. people were just like, like what? I didn't have a voice. Like I was fighting laryngitis for both of the biggest shows we played last year. And this chick just literally took the reins. Usually I'm the one who's like you know, engaging with the crowd. Cassie's just kind of sitting over to the side. And these last two shows, she literally stepped up and like, it's cool to watch. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're killing it, kid. Thanks. Killing it. I think the unintentional like standoffish Cassie that I tend to like come across as is like completely different on stage. And I didn't realize that until people like said something, but like I can feel it. Like I'm different in like normal life than I am on a stage. And I love performing, which is weird because I hate being in front of people. I hate talking to people, but I like performing. So weird. Good question. Thank you for asking that question. Love that. Um, number three is what is our favorite thing to veg on on the couch and watch together? Chips and popcorn and ice cream. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. veg but, out. Yeah. 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 That's like typically chip, dip. chip, chip and dip. <laughs> Cassie does not like the Tostitos um, chips. Like those are my, my favorite things. They're just like the perfect amount of salt. He loves to snack on bland things. So I, I'll make guac with it if I have she'll, and guac. I used to think that guacamole tasted like wet dog, but like I actually <laughs> love it now. I don't know what you put in it. It's probably crap. You got to season it. Season yeah. it well. She does a good Gotta job. Gotta put your foot in it. And did she say something about, or this person, did they say anything about like what we wanted to watch? Like or? what would we watch? So we just actually finished watching through the Harry Potter series. And don't hate us. We actually love it. But neither one of us had ever really gone through them up until last week. Yeah, we don't really have a go-to. Like we have like, um, well, I should rephrase. We have two go-to like white noise ones that it's like a feel good. And we'll like re- revisit every, I don't know, year or so. And that's Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Because it's just easy Shout to out. watch. And like we'll watch it when we fall asleep. But then like uh, we started watching, uh, since we started dating, like we watch more like uh, crime See, like crime yeah. involving uh, not government true crime, but not, it's like no, isn't that like death? No, oh, but it's more of like the um, I don't even know how to explain They're it. They're like storylines based on the government and how other countries are probably trying to kill our country and so how we have to respond to that. Examples and, would be like designated survivor, <laughs> blacklist, uh, persons of interest was another oh, big one yeah. of ours. White collar, which is not necessarily in that same realm, but these are kind of shows that we tend to binge. There's always like a cop. There's always a bad cop. There's always someone who's a vigilante. Yeah. So yeah, that's something. And then like recently we're starting to get into some of the, 
movie. You can call me a hipster if you want, but like I've always had an issue with jumping on things that were super popular. So like when Harry Potter was super popular, I just didn't have the urge to watch them. Now that I mean, it's still popular, obviously, but now that it's not so much craze, I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can watch this and I can breathe a little bit. Because I, I, I get, like, overwhelmed, I guess. But, like, yeah. we watched through all of the Harry Potters and loved them. Like, they're so good. And now we're watching through Lord of the Rings so we can finally settle this debate on which one is better. Even though, so far, I feel like they're completely in their own realms. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm For not a movie For the first critic. 30 minutes that we've seen of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we fell asleep. <laughs> it's like a three-hour movie. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I was going to say, I didn't watch movies because I fell asleep during them all the time. So true. And so... When I was, I was sick like seven years ago, like bedridden for a couple months. And that's when I started to actually watch movies because that's all I could do. But before that, I would just fall asleep. And now I still fall asleep, but still. She's like, I'm not tired. I can make it through. And it's like 15 <laughs> minutes in. It's like those memes you see. She's just cocked out. No, I'm, I'm like, never tired when we start watching them. But something about just like, I don't know, my brain's like, this is a good time to not be here. So we <laughs> just fall asleep. <laughs> this is a good time to just not be here. <laughs> it's like everything's calm. You can like just that, check out for a little bit. That SpongeBob meme? All right, I'm head out. I'm head out. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Great okay. question. Thank you all. Um, this is for CJ and they yeah. ask, do you ever sit still? <laughs> <laughs> yes. For the podcast. <laughs> Even then our chair is just squeaking. Uh, that is a phenomenal question. And the answer to that question is I am working on it. I, uh, I, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I, I, it's tough, um, to be me, honestly, because <laughs> My brain does not, I don't even sleep anymore. I own a business and you know, it'll be like two o'clock in the morning and I'll wake up and start jotting down notes of yeah. stuff I can do to make Physically you sit still cause you have to sit at your desk, but mentally you're always, always going. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I mentioned this, um, in uh, last week's episode where I talked about, you know, picking up video games and I feel like that's kind of forced me to sit down and like, and I'll limit myself to three rounds. I just do like multiplayer on modern warfare or whatever for those gamers out there. Um, so I limit myself to three rounds. I get online and I'll play three rounds. At the end of that third round, I'm done. doesn't matter if I won all three, lost all three, you know, doesn't matter. Um, but I do kind of force myself to slow down, do that. And then I'll go back to the craziness of my life. Yeah. So it's a great we're, question. we're working on having hobbies because we make a lot of businesses out of our hobbies. So we're trying yeah. to just like learn how to be still. And I just, I don't know. There's, I'm a, so anyone who understands this, and we're going to actually talk about this in a later episode, but um, if anyone's familiar with the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram seven. Um, and so basically in layman's terms, what that means is I'm a crackhead. I literally do mm-hmm. not stop. Yeah. And, um, very... I have this fear of missing out. I've got this, uh, it's like my core fears, you know, what if I don't get to do X, Y, Z. And so like, I, yeah. I tend to unhealthily put myself in situations <laughs> where I can do everything. And it's, we'll talk about that. Yes. We, we've got an episode coming for you guys about yes. that. So. Yes. Okay. Cool. Number five is for both of us. The story behind your tattoos. How much time so, do we have? <laughs> right. So between the both of us, we have probably like 40 tattoos. Yeah. But they're mostly CJ. And <laughs> mine all have significance. I'm not sure if um they do all have significance, but he's I think you're more um I'm getting to the point now relaxed. where as I roll up my sleeves. I'm getting to the point now where they don't necessarily need to have meaning. I felt like when I first started getting tattooed, they had to have meaning for me to justify getting them. Yeah. Um being so heavily involved in church and like, you know, just the perception around tattoos, I kind of felt like they had to have meaning, which is not a bad thing because the first like 25 tattoos I got mm-hmm. all have like legitimate meaning to my life. And I mean, so far, all of them that I like have known, I think they all have meaning because um, you've had a story. Yeah, something that I started doing um, when I was 18, I guess, was this thing I call, and I don't think I made it up. 
um, so I'm not going to coin this, but scrap tatting. So, you know, you have scrapbooking and you have, you know, going out to different countries and different places and you get, you know, souvenirs. I've decided to start scrap tatting. And so anytime I visit a new place I've never been, I get a tattoo. So Maybe it should be called Suvatees. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg you to never say that again. <laughs> I've always thought about Super it when he said it. <laughs> You're like, I came out of my face too fast, and I didn't have to stop it. Like, I, I like scrap tatting. It's like a scrapbook, but like, it's also a souvenir, so it's a super two. I like scrap tatting. Anyway, never mind. That was so, better. <laughs> so anyway, anytime I visit like a new country, a new city, a new state, whatever, if I've never been there before, and there's a little bit of a caveat with that, like Florida, we got. Well, hold on. There's a caveat with that because, like, I'm not necessarily going to, like, you know, when we drove to Texas, I drove through, like, seven different states. I'm not going to get a tattoo in every single state. But Can you imagine us getting the beaver in Alabama from Bucky's? Yeah, (laughs) that would actually be fun. So, like, I got to Texas, and then we got little cactuses, um, and that was the whole band, and um, that was a lot of fun. We all got little cacti. Cactus? Cacti? Cacti. Cacti. I don't have English. Sorry, Ms. Cassio. Um, um, but the only other tattoos I feel like that don't really have meaning because most of my tattoos and I'm not going to go through all of my tattoos. Um, my favorite one to tell people is I have a heart where my pulse is. I was in New York and I was having a panic attack and I was like, always ready. You know, you got to check your blood pressure, not blood pressure, but your heart rate. Uh, heart rate. And um, I could not find my pulse and I was like panicking and not I was having good in a panic attack. Yeah. So I'm like trying to find my neck. You see people do this all the time. And I was like, what the freaking crap? I can't find my pulse. Uh, anyway, found my pulse eventually, and then um, I was scheduled to get a tattoo while I was in New York. It's my first time in New York, and it was supposed to be this like elaborate piece on my shoulder or something like that. Yeah. And I went into the parlor, and I was like, "Hey, I need you to tattoo a heart where my pulse." Is. And I literally did not like let my fingers leave where I feel my pulse. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can feel it. So there's a heart <laughs> over uh, my pulse. This is stupid, but <laughs> yeah. it helps. And then I only have a few tattoos. Mine all have meaning, and um. I have a triangle and that was my first tattoo. It was a stick and poke. It was, I'm going to be honest. It was just like a product of being bored during COVID. I was locked away forever and I was like, I don't know what to do. I was unemployed and I was like, I'm going to get a stick and poke. So we got that together. His was much bigger because it was my first. And that was representing like we got married under a triangle. We were going to get married under a triangle. We weren't married at the time. And then also just like with our faith, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And then like two days after our wedding, we got our wedding date in Roman numerals. And then, um, oh, we went to Florida for our one year anniversary and he tattooed or he drew a heart and it's on my, I don't even know what it's called, like the inside of my ankle foot. And then I wrote, you're my favorite and put that on his forearm. And then my biggest one so far is like, I have this flower piece on my forearm um, that I had designed for my mom and I. So mine all has all have significance. His mostly have significance too, and they're really fun. So I, I was actually sitting here thinking about it. And I was trying to figure out what the like the dumbest tattoo I have, and I think the unfinished one. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Raleigh. One hundred percent the unfinished one. <laughs> I have these roses that I was getting worked on on my wrist, and this is a year and a half ago now. We were in Raleigh for a work shopping trip, and he doesn't like shopping, and I don't either. But I just walked around, and he. I found a tattoo found parlor a tattoo. <laughs> and I was just like, Hey, I'm not shopping. Um, and the money that I have, I'd much rather spend on a tattoo. 
And uh, he's like, all right, what do you want? I, I don't know. <laughs> and I so you like, like started flowers and then we were writing at a time because we had to get back on the bus to come back home. And it's just like unfinished roses. And the thing that drives me insane is we sat on the bus for another 45 minutes before leaving and he could have 100% finished this. Tattoo. I know. I know. And I literally him and I follow each other on Instagram and I like forget his name and all this different stuff. So I don't even know if I can go back to him. I just go to someone yeah, else. So that's that. Yeah. So anyway, I think it would be kind of cool to do an episode where we actually go through each tattoo in the meetings because I do have a lot and that, that is a good question. I'm okay. sure that they probably wanted to we'll know We'll do more, that after I get my next For piece. time's sake, we'll do another episode. After I get that. my next piece, we'll do the next one. There you go. Um. Okay. This one's for me. It says, Cassie, what is the grossest, quote unquote, grossest junk food you actually enjoy? And I will say this is a good question because back from where I'm from, I was known as like the super healthy eater. Like in my realm of friends and the church I went to, my work, they like knew I was going to show up with a smoothie and my one coworker, they weren't ever cute smoothies. They weren't like pink or blue. They were like brown and green. Like and vomit. he's like, so what marsh are you eating from today? And <laughs> they just knew that like I was always going to have a salad. We would like go out to restaurants and I would just like only order salads, which I was very disciplined back then. Now I'm like, man, eh, living life. Um, but I would say like, that's the thing is I do enjoy a good junk food. Um, but what's the grossest one? Like one that like after you eat it, you're kind of like, you know what? I hate myself a little bit after that. Um, probably pasta then because I feel That's like not a junk food. Well, a crappy junk food. What do I eat? That's crappy junk food. One that you feel disgusted about yourself. No, it's my, but that's the thing. My junk food is savory like meals rather than snacks. So I will mm. always be a, a meal person before I just snack on something. So I will say pasta. And I will say when we went to Charlotte um, with the Williams and I was like, I just really want some Easy Mac. And they were like, what? I was like, I would rather have like the powdery Easy Mac, craft Easy Mac over like a five cheese crock pot mac and cheese because it's like all soggy and lumpy and i'm not a big cheese person so i would rather take the fake cheese over the real cheese and just eat a box of macaroni that makes me uncomfortable yeah that makes me so but then it's like really warm <laughs> and you like put the butter and the milk in nope and it's like powdered cheese something it just like makes nope. me really happy like i would take that any day over real cheese macaroni i just don't like cheese like that nope i'm not sure what it is in the powder form but i'll nope. eat it <laughs> yeah that's my that's it probably that with like a lot of pepper on it yeah that's it good god. oh yeah next question please put the vomit over here <laughs> all right number seven is if you had to change your name what would you change it to princess consuela wait. banana hammock <laughs> <laughs> i said wait because i knew you were gonna do that oh <laughs> uh, no what's the premise here maybe we could just make this up like are we changing our name because like we're running from the cops or something like that or like New identities, like... I mean, if you want to... So I had to change my name because I was in trouble. Chartreuse. What'd you say? I don't know. I don't think I like that anymore. I, I, I abort S that mission. Chartreuse? Chartreuse. But then I was like, that's a color? Chartreuse. Oh, chartreuse. I don't know. Cassie does have an alternative, or not an alternative, but she's got like this alter ego. <laughs> and apparently, like, you know, it's a, it's a black woman, right? Yeah, I'm like, when I'm sassy and I'm feeling like myself and I'm real confident. Oh, here she goes. And I put my Ooh. hoop earrings in. Uh oh. It's Chantel. Woo, girl, get the... <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Chantel be fierce, bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> what would I change my name to? I feel like my name is a nickname in itself. So, like, to nickname or to, like, change a name that's not really a name, it's confusing me. My brain's going dead. Yours would be, like... 
I don't know. I feel like I just go by my middle name, Daniel. Why? No, this is like alter ego. You can't be a boring version of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're like you're like the kind of person who has a one name name, like um, like Prince. No, like 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 Dash. Dash. Or like sphinx <laughs> like a powerful punch and it's like sphinx. it's like it's like um ba like could maybe hurt you but also might be gentle but like either way you have like this great fear of it like the grand canyon like wolverine yeah but that's too like <laughs> that's too like what's that x-men thing x-men series is too like that it's more like mysterious like I have no idea. I feel like... Like Vortex or something. Vortex? I don't know. <laughs> Good thing we're not she's having the, kids anytime she, soon because the name change or name decision is going to be hard. She's, uh, I feel like she's trying to make me into a superhero here. Yeah, <laughs> like, kind of. But like you're sly and they're like, you're like the kind of person that like you move into the neighborhood and they think you're normal, but you're like really this like big shape shifter or like... All right. So there you have it. We are Chantel and Vortex. Chantel. Chantel and Vortex. <laughs> You do for Chantel. Chantel gets really mad when you get her name wrong. <laughs> you see her almost backhand me like, good lord. <laughs> you said it wrong. <laughs> How do you question. mess that up? Chantel, sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. The most telling question okay. that we have Ready. here. Are farts funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> You said no. I'm being sarcastic. Farts are definitely funny. Farts are always funny. Farts are hilarious. Like this may be TMI, but like we enjoy good farts in this household. I'll tell you that for sure. When we saw a video the other day, someone sent <laughs> us a video of like someone in this big like cathedral church, and someone farted on the wooden bench pew, and it just reverbed everywhere. And I, I was really like, want to oh find it. Keep talking. My gosh. I'm putting this in the mic. I'm sorry. You, okay. Whoever asked this question, y'all can go and blame them for this, but we're doing it. If you're not sending your friends funny memes or funny videos and stuff like that, are you actually friends? You know, like, all right. That reverb in that church. Golly, man. You I was cannot fart loudly <laughs> in a cathedral. I was literally watching that, and like she was sitting next to me, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. That dude, that was stains that had to be cleaned up for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yes, all of that to say, farts, farts are hilarious. Are funny. They farts are, are funny. Very funny. Yes. Cool. Very, very funny. Okay. Next question is, what is, not what, just re- redo, back up, delete, delete. Who is, <laughs> complete wrong word. who is your greatest role model? Greatest role model? Role model. My greatest role model. Man, that's a great question. Um, oh I mean, obviously, gosh. I feel like I've got, I feel like everyone's got probably multiple. Uh-huh. Um, but I would probably have to go with your mom. Actually, she's gone through a lot of stuff. She's a cool, strong egg. And like, I feel like when you have a conversation with her, I'm not going to go into any details or anything. When you have a conversation with her, like her, like will to just like move forward 
that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, she's a super cool lady. I love her. I, I definitely look up to her. My parents also. Mm-hmm. I look up to them. You know, just with everything they've done, they've you know done some of the most impossible things, getting out of debt. You know, and really high numbers of debt and being able to get out of that and do what they want to do. And now they're traveling the world. Like, yeah, I I really do look. And I feel like that's a cliche answer. Like I look up to our parents, but like. I mean, what better role model can you get, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in our situations where, you know, you're adopted. I was in foster care. So these are people that chose us mm-hmm. also. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of see that selfless act, um, you know, to see that they did it because they loved. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you know, almost 27 years later for you and, you know, 15, 20 years later for me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for what sure. I would say my mom, my grandma, your parents as well. We just have, we're really blessed to have really great parental figures in our lives. And um, like my grandparents are just a huge one for me because they have like such a big legacy and they don't even, you know, it wasn't intentional, but just like the way that they love people in their community and the big family that they raised. Um, my mom's one of eight kids and then there's like 20, 30 some grandkids mm. and we're on like the third generation now. But it's like, just cool to see that impact and like I didn't realize it but I, I guess like it's not common for like Christmases and Easter's and Thanksgivings to be like an attendance of 40 mm. and so that's like really cool that like our family has just grown and has that th- your family has that awesome. togetherness yeah. and then I also love your side of the family because it's like obviously two different styles of parenting both have been very fruitful and very good and just seeing like the well-rounded perspectives that both sets of parents have and then I think like you're my role model in music because like you're very, I'm very quitter. He's very not. And he's just like very good at like setting a goal and reaching it. And I am in certain ways, but um, it's been cool to like see you as like a, like an anchor and like a good person to turn to when it's hard and also challenging me. So I did mention that in an interview that we did. <clears throat> I don't remember with who, but um, that I've looked up to you in that regard as well. And like the whole time I've been sitting here, I've been trying to debate whether I should say this because I don't want it to come across wrong. But I think there's a certain point, and this is going to get kind of like, whoa. But I feel like <laughs> in a certain way, I've always looked up to a future version of myself. Mm, that's like, cool. I've always looked up to like the potential that I know I can be. And, I, and that future me is my role model because I'm like... Oh, I know so I can cool. do this. Like, I know I can be this person. And so I'm looking up to that person and I'm making my way to them. Because everyone knows once you get to that point, you're always going to have another milestone. Okay, I love that because I usually, this is kind of crazy, but I think about my future kids mm. when I'm in like usually the gym and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I want to be in good shape so that I can be a like a present and healthy mom. Mm when we have kids yeah. and so when I'm running or when I'm doing like lifts and stuff like literally the other day I was like okay, I feel like I'm gonna die but then I literally just thought like to future kids mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a role model thing more be like maybe an inspiration I, mean, I, feel like it, I feel like a role model is someone that you look up to to better yourself and yeah. so whether you're looking at a future version of yourself and it's making you 
um, you know, desire or feel motivated to Mm -hmm. be that better person. I feel like that's a role model. Um, I also don't want that to be confused for like being conceited or, you know, know, I look up to myself, but it's, it's not absolutely. I feel like everyone should always, sorry. I feel like everyone should always thrive to be a better version of themselves and whatever it takes to get you motivated to be that better version of yourself. That is in itself a role model for you, in my opinion. And I think like professionally, like I look up to like people like the band Lawrence, like Mm -hmm. I look at their lead singer, their female lead singer, and I can hear how she's grown vocally. I look at like Johnny Swim and how they have a family and they're touring with like three babies. Um, Um, And Towers is another one. The band Towers, we love them. They're touring with babies. Like they started touring. Their first tour was with their baby. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of role models in our lives, I think. Yep. Cool. Um, what is a pet peeve that we have? Uh, mine is 100% when people are eating chips and they lick their (sighs) fingers, but that's not, that's not that bad. The part that gets me is whenever they lick their fingers and then wipe it on their pants. Oh my God. That. Nope. Mm -mm. Can't do that. Yeah. And you just like wipe all that. Nope. <laughs> if you do that around me, I will lose my beloved mind. Can't stand it. My pet peeve is I was gonna say woo girls, but <laughs> woo. <laughs> um <laughs> I really something just like really sets me in a tibby when like I just blatantly see disrespectful people. Mm, yeah. That just like really gets me in a Tivy and I want to knock him out. Be disrespectful too, and just knock him out. Hypothetically, she's not going to. Hypothetically, I don't know. What is my pet peeve? I feel like those are like. You don't like it whenever I do things. <laughs> just, just that I'm, I'm her pet peeve. No, I don't like when the house gets too cluttery because I, I think I'm like claustrophobic. It, it just makes me feel. It weird. Makes you feel, yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Thanks for ever asking that. Good, one. good That's question. A good What's a guilty pleasure we have? I know what mine is, and it's not good. Guilty pleasure. So, like, explain guilty pleasure, because I feel like a lot of things that I do, I'm not, I don't feel guilty about them at all. Okay, you don't have to feel guilty, but maybe, like, what's a pleasure that people wouldn't expect you to have? You have a weird thing on your hat. I'm sorry. It's just going to be My there. guilty pleasure is having that thing on my head that you keep telling me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, man, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I would I would have said video games at one point, but, man, that's not a guilty. I, I, I enjoy that a lot. Okay, but, then take out guilty. Just say, what's so a pleasure? So, what's a pleasure? I love playing golf. Um, oh yeah I like golf too yeah uh, I, a guilty pleasure that I don't know it's maybe a guilty pleasure I love dressing up mm-hmm. like I love wearing a suit I love wearing a tie I really enjoy looking nice and I know like a lot of people don't and so that maybe that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know my guilty pleasure is 1000% not going to be a fan favorite but I will like an ideal guilty pleasure is like I come home from work I eat my powdery cheese craft macaroni on the couch and I turn on like keeping on with the Kardashians or like fixer upper and I just am brainless and I just watch people's drama or watch people's like remodel and I'm like, this is so cool. That and is a I guilty just, pleasure. I just sit there and I eat my warm mac and cheese and in my big hoodie blanket thing. You should, my you should be very, very guilty. You should feel very guilty. With my kitties and my husband's out golfing or hanging out with friends. And it's just me. Like, I love sometimes. Sorry, love. I love having the house to myself. Uh, don't have to apologize to me. I yeah. get it. I'm annoying. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 
But sometimes I just like having that like dead space where I have like the I like the house is clean in this ideal situation, like very spotless clean, and I don't have to worry about doing dishes or laundry or cleaning or cooking dinner. And you're out with friends, and I just eat my powdered mac and cheese and watch reality TV. Cool, I love it. Yes. And then the last question is, how did we meet? <sighs> strip club. Prison. The prison strip club. <laughs> Um, actually, we have that question coming up in a later episode, but the long and short of it was Cass and I were both worship leaders at a decently sized church back where we're from. There was a campus in Maryland. There was a campus in Pennsylvania. She lived in Pennsylvania. I lived in Maryland. And one Saturday service, they brought some musicians from the PA campus to the Maryland campus. And thus, I laid eyes on the most beautiful person that I've ever seen. And she proceeded to ghost me and play hard to get for about seven months. No, four Four. It's like three and a half years Four of months. just nothing. She wouldn't talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we will actually go into detail about how we met in a later episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. But um, thank you guys so much for all of the awesome the questions. The fun questions. That was a lot of fun. And I felt like we ended in just enough time because our camera is about to die. So thank you guys for joining Yay! us for episode four of All Things Gray. All Things Gray. We will see you in the next episode. Boom! Mm-hmm.